You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. DA on CBS Sports Radio. DA, how you feeling, bro? Oh, it's Friday. We're feeling good. I'm doing great. One question, one question only. How you doing? Well, I feel good, and I'm doing well. <laughs> Thank you, as always, for being with us. Final hour of the show, final hour of the week. Andrew Bogish in for DA alongside Pete the Body Bloody, Ryan Botcher, number four, and Peter Schwartz, the one and only, thankfully, one and only Peter Schwartz. There is still plenty of time left to answer today's Target Demo Friday meme, which is of a Kenny Rogers gambler Pete Bellotti tell us where you're listening how you're listening and if you're afraid that Pete has a problem (laughs) (laughs) at CBS Sports Radio at Andrew Bogish find the meme either either place and then answer all three of those questions as honestly as possible and we'll see what we can get Pete into this weekend to get the help that he appears to need. But right now, let us talk Indianapolis Colts football, NFL football with Destin Adams, who covers the Colts for A to Z Sports. And he is with us this morning here on the DA Show. Destin, it is Andrew. Great to meet you. Thanks for the time. What's going on today? I am doing well. Really appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, it, it's our pleasure. Uh, let me be the four millionth person to ask you about Jonathan Taylor. What's the latest on the Colts running back right now? Oh, yeah, the talk of the town uh, when it comes to Colts football right now. Um, like it was reported this week, um, he's been away from the team rehabbing that injury. Um, the plan is for him to be back in the Colts facility next week. Don't expect to see him traveling with the team to Buffalo by any means. Um, and then, obviously, things can't stay quiet on the Jonathan Taylor Colts front. As, uh, early this morning, he, he posted to his Instagram story those uh, – lovely eye emojis that mean so much in the NFL world. Um, and now no one knows what that means. So that that's what we've been going through all morning today, Andrew. The ankle recovery is real. So that is on the table here. But how do we break down the reason for the absence? Like what percentage is the ankle? What percentage is the contract and the trade request? Yeah, I mean, the ankle's real. Um, he came back um, to, for training camp, reported, um, when some didn't know if he would because of contract disputes. He did report, and when he reported, he was not able to pass his physical, um, which is why he is on the P, the pup list for the Colts. So the ankle is real. Um, everything that's been going on as well as that um, obviously makes people question that legitimacy of the injury. Um, but from everything I've heard from inside the building, that that injury is very real. Um, and it's a situation where the Colts want to know if he is healthy, um, if he's going to be healthy anytime soon from that ankle injury. And 
I think some of the dispute that they're going through even comes from that because the Colts actually requested Taylor to come back early to get that checked out a little bit by the team before training camp started. Um, so I think on Taylor's end, he feels like the Colts may have slided him a little bit, um, feeling like they needed to check in on him a little extra than the average player. Um, but the, the injury is real. We're, we're currently waiting to see when he is going to be able to pass the physical to get off the pub list um, to where we can see him get some action. Um, because of the new CBA, as soon as he's able to pass that physical, though, I, I expect he's going to be out, out in the field. Do you think this carries in any way into the regular season? If he's able to pass that physical to get off the pup list, I don't – I mean, I think I think the anger will still be there, and you may not see the bubbly, smiley John and Taylor we've seen in years past. But overall, like I said, because of the new CBA – and the fact that if you hold out while being a healthy player for a team, you're going to get – during his rookie season, you'll get fined $40,000 a veteran player. On his second contract, would get fined $50,000 a day. But he would get fined $40,000 a day being on that rookie contract. So I just do not see a way financially for a guy who is looking for this next contract and is in disputes because of money accepting a $40,000 a day fine throughout the season. I mean, that, that adds up. I couldn't even take one day of that, Andrew. I don't know about you. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, and then what happens after the season? Is he Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs of next offseason? Yeah, I mean, all of the pressure from the running back market right now is on Jonathan Taylor. I, I think that has intensified this entire thing, really. Um, and you, you just spoke of the two of Jacobs and Barkley – um, I think the pressure from the running back market was on them. There was a lot of people in the NFLPA from the running back side looking at those two to, in a sense, save the running back market. Neither of them were able to do so. Jacobs has no new deal. Barkley's new deal was almost looked at as a negative by people in the NFLPA um, by the fact that he gets a slight upgrade from the tag money but does not get a clause in there that does not allow him to get tagged next year. So he can still – Barkley can be right back at this next year with another tag. Yeah. Um, the Colts situation is going to be interesting because all the pressure has been put on Taylor after those two kind of swung and missed. Um, and we're going to go through this season. I think Taylor is going to play it out as long as he can pass that physical. Um, and with it being in the ankle injury, I, I suspect that he would be able to. Um, so going after the season, that's when things will get really interesting because the Colts haven't used the franchise tag since Pat McAfee. Um, so that's not something the Colts normally use yeah. when they're going through negotiations. But um, they're in a situation where they have two pretty premier players in Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor who are in contract years. And if you can't get an extension done with one of them, you may have to tag the other. So people think might think it's ugly now. But if a tag comes into play after the season, that, that that's when things are going to get even messier. Destin Adams of A to Z Sports with us here on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Anthony Richardson starts the preseason opener tomorrow against the Bills. Um, how has the rookie looked so far through camp? Yeah, I mean, I think the high moments have been really high. I think he's had some low moments as well where he's struggled with accuracy in the, in the flat a little bit. He'll sail a throw here and there. But I think every jaw-dropping moment of training camp has come from Anthony Richardson. Um, I think the arm strength is just very prevalent. You see it. Um, and I think some of these receivers just haven't been able to play with a quarterback like this. So 
so I think you see just the shock in their world of seeing a guy that can just with ease flick his wrist and the ball goes 60 yards down the field. Um, so I, I'm excited to see him. I think all of Indianapolis is excited to see him come Saturday, and we'll see how long he gets to play. Um, we saw yesterday the Houston Texans only put C- rookie C.J. Stroud out there for two drives. Um, I think all of us are hoping for a guy that only started 13 games in college, and his big con throughout the whole draft process was he just hasn't played enough. Um, so I think the Colts know that. I think Steichen, head coach Shane Steichen, has spoke to that. So I expect that we get to see him for a little bit more than what we got to see Stroud last night. Will he have a better offensive line in front of him than CJ did last night? Oh man, uh, you sure hope so. I mean, <laughs> at least play-wise, because Stroud, uh, he 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 did not. He wasn't getting any favors from his offensive line yesterday, um, but. Well, we'll see. I mean, the only starter that has missed any time in training camp for the Colts' offensive line um, came on Thursday, which is the last practice before the Colts leave for Buffalo. Um, Braden Smith missed practice with a knee injury, and um, head head coach Shane Steichen said that he expects Smith back out there soon. Um, He didn't. The thing with Shane Steichen is he he doesn't get into specifics on those kind of things, so you never know what soon means. Um, But. That is what he told us, is they expect Braden back out there soon. So um, four of the five starters are fully healthy, though. They have not missed a snap with the first team all of training camp. So I expect that you'll see those guys out there for at least a little bit, especially with Anthony Richardson getting the start on Saturday. Um, So we'll see how it all plays out. But I I would expect at least four of the five starters are going to be out there. Now, we know that Jim Ursay wants Richardson to start. So do we assume he will start week one, or is there a scenario where the head coach and GM think that he shouldn't and they actually win out? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Steichen and Ballard are going to get the final say there. I mean, I think the Jim Ursay situation is interesting. I think last year um, has clouded a lot of people's judgment on that. I mean, Ursay for the most part, is a guy that, Lexus head coach and GM do their jobs. He doesn't interfere all that much. Um, last year, obviously, he, he he stuck his nose in a little bit. He things got worrisome, and he felt like he had to take the controls back of his team. And uh, he did just that with the Jeff Saturday hire and the firing of Frank Reich, and so many things that led to dysfunction with this franchise last year. But overall, Ursay has been known to, as a guy that lets his coach coach, lets his GM manage. Um, and I think that's going to be the situation here. So I think Ursay wants him out there, but I, I do not think his say is going to be like what gets Richardson out there. Now I will say that it, it just seems like all throughout camp it's been Gardner Minshew come out here, take the job from Anthony Richardson um, if you don't want us to start him right away. And I just don't think that's happened. I think Gardner has been fine. I think he's been consistent throughout camp. But like I said earlier, every big play has came when Richardson was under center. And I just think where the Colts team's at, youth-wise, they're in a conference where quarterbacks dominate the AFC, and I think they know this. And your quarterback's big thing is he hasn't played enough in the NFL, so I haven't played enough football at the collegiate level heading into the NFL, I mean. So now you look at him, and I just don't see how they'll hold him on the side long. long. My, my best bet is I think he's a starter week one, but if he's not out there week one, I, I think it's sooner rather than later. Destin, what's best-case scenario for this team record-wise? 
that's that's the hard one that I feel like gets asked every time and love it. Um, so the hard questions, Andrew. Thanks for that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, man. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, I mean, best case is tough. I mean, rookie quarterbacks struggle to get wins in the NFL, even when they play well. I mean, Andrew Luck was kind of an anomaly in that sense, came in his rookie year, wins 11 games. You don't see that very often. Um, so I, I think it'll be a tough year. Um, I, I don't know if I say this is the best case scenario. I mean, my, my personal prediction is they end up winning six games, seven games, um, is are kind of where I feel like they're at. I think there's a lot of different spots on the roster that they're young. They're going to have to let guys play through some ups and downs. So it may be a slow start type of thing for this team. Um, but I mean, if everything started to get clicking, I, I wouldn't see a, a world where they couldn't get to nine, nine wins. Um, so I, I think my range for them, anytime I've been asked about it, has been in the six to nine win range. Um, so hopefully that answers the question. It does, absolutely. Uh, last one, non-Colts related, uh, a question that we threw around on the show multiple days this week. What did you make of the Ron Rivera, Eric Bieniemy comments in Washington? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because Ron Rivera has, has been around the corner once or twice now, man. Like he. He, he's been a head coach for a while. This isn't a rookie head coach making that type of comment. Um, I, I feel like if it was a rookie head coach, which there's plenty of those around the league with a new play caller, it wouldn't have been a that strange of something to bring up, and it wouldn't have felt weird. Coming from Rivera, it definitely just felt weird. It did. Um, the Vietnamese situation, I mean, it's been known over the last few years how much he wants a head coaching job. He's interviewed for – pretty much two-thirds of the NFL jobs now. Um, so for Rivera to kind of throw that out there, and then uh, I think when he was trying to get out of it, the, the comment that he made that made it even more interesting to me was, well, he's never been a head coach before. Well, well, thanks, Rivera. We know that. Yeah. Sort of the enemy. <laughs> um, so definitely it was just seems like an awkward situation. Um, I, I think Ron is a good guy, so I don't think he meant it in a ill will type way by any means, but it definitely was a weird slip up to happen for a guy who's been a head coach for as long as Rivera has. Yeah, that's true. It, to to handle it poorly from a non novice is definitely was definitely surprising, oh, yeah. that's for sure. Uh Destin, this was this was fun, man. Thanks so much for jumping on. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Appreciate you for having me, everybody. Have a good day. You too. That's Destin Adams covering the Colts for A to Z Sports. Another new name on the list of guests on the show. Always great to add to the roster of guys who can bring something to the table for us. We appreciate Destin jumping on. Most of the Colts conversation there, a little commanders as well. Uh, Your response is coming in fast and furious to our Target Demo Friday meme, which again is Pete as Kenny Rogers, the gambler, with a bear eating, I think, the king of diamonds over Pete's right shoulder. It seems like, Pete, most people think you're okay. So that's good. I hope so. So that's good. You've got that going for you at least. Uh, and there is still time to get your answers, uh, your responses in to the Target Demo Friday. I mean, we'll read those to close the hour. I will promise I'm getting better just in time to not do it anymore. We will leave plenty of time to get through all the responses. Had to leave a bunch out last week or last time. Yeah, it was last week. Bothered me. I think we're going to be good time-wise today to get as many of your responses in as possible before we're done. Uh, When we come back, I saw yesterday uh, two things that caught my eye. One, Schwartz has already mentioned the specter of Phillip Rivers hanging over the 49ers last week. The other is some proposed trades that should happen during 
training camp here before week one. A couple of them stand out. Let's walk through those as well. We'll get headlines from Schwartz, too, after this, the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. On CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> it's bogus in for DA with Pete the Body Bellotti, with Ryan Botcher, with Peter Schwartz. <laughs> with you at 855 212 4CBS, 855 212 4227. A little more than a half hour left in this week before I forget, which I'm apt to do. Huge thanks to Ryan Botcher for crushing it this week as the executive producer. Huge thanks to the body and to the wizard for doing their job so well, making my job easier because as you've been hearing on the show and on the PGP, I don't like extra work. I like doing the minimum required, which is not the case when DA is out. So I thank them for getting me through this week. And of course, thanks to Boyle, to Schwartz. And did we have an Emmanuel this week or was that last Friday when he dropped the horrible stun to a news on us? <laughs> I think... Oh, yeah, it was last week. It was, that was Friday or was that Monday? Tuesday, maybe. I've lost. I don't Monday. know what day he it is. He was here. Thank he you, man. It was this week. I, I don't know anymore, man. At some point he was here. Thank you, man. Well, thank him anyway. Who cares? And most importantly, thank you guys for listening, for watching, for sending the nice notes. I saw them all. I appreciate them all. And uh, very happy to say that DA is back here on Monday, and that by this time tomorrow, I will be halfway to the Jersey Shore with my bathing suit on, flip-flops on, a cooler full of beers to be drank when I get out of the car, I promise. Um, Soft drinks in the car. But how about this for a a double doozy? Ready for this, Bilotti? Yes. So we are are packing up all week, slowly building towards leaving. Me and my wife, the two kids, my mom and dad, my mother-in-law, so that's what Seven of us all going to convene in this, in a beach house, Jersey Shore, do it every year. Can't wait for it. Super exciting. Had more than one conversation with my kids this week. Stop jumping off of this, running into that. Nobody needs stitches or whatever before we go to the beach because there was one year my son broke his arm. Shortly before we left, so we had to, oh. had to go in the water with his hand in the air to keep his cast out of the water. So we were on high alert. Yesterday, my kids come home from camp and go, Blah, 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 was home today because she has lice. I don't know how they know that. Come on. <laughs> and then my mom calls me last night and goes, uh, so I just got an email from work. We all were at a conference, like a seminar thing on Monday. Big room, lot of people, but somebody in the room has COVID. So we're just letting us all know. And I'm like, all right, well. Who's sick? I mean, again, it's a huge, so the odds are slim it was Monday. Now it's Thursday night. She feels fine. She's almost out. I think I'm guessing still it's the five day wait to see if you have symptoms or whatnot. But we've got as we're leaving to live in small quarters together, we've thrown a, a lice and a COVID hand grenade onto our plans. I've done wrong with the now, house. Nobody's got that. anything, but we don't need either one of those things at any time. But let alone doubled up as we're about to go on vacation There's together. Nothing wrong with a house filled with lice and COVID. I Come mean, on, that, why not? That, what a vacation! That, that's that spells vacation to me. Oh, I should be drunk already. <laughs> so you might, you might be sitting in your own chair at home tomorrow. <laughs> so I mean, there is that. 
I don't need a lot on vacation. Um, I've never been, I've, I've known my wife since we were in high school. We started dating in college and we have not stopped dating since then. And now we are married, clearly. I've never been on my own. Like I went from living at home to living with her. I never, you know, so I've never been single like that as an adult. So like when I have friends who were, were when they were single and they would go on like actual vacations to places, I get it. But all I wanted was just to not work. That to me is all I need. Give me two or three days where I don't have to wake up. I can sleep when I want to. I can stay up late, which is crazy because of our time. Like I don't have to worry about going to bed because I need to be up at 3.30. I don't need a beach. I just want to be lazy. So as all of these things were flipping around, I'm like, you know, if there's a way where I could get something that I need to be in a room by myself for 48 hours, I wouldn't necessarily complain about that. When, when there's uh, when you are able to disconnect and unplug from work, uh, it, it, there's a f- great feeling about it. Because I, I did it once over the weekend, and you could tell the difference. Yeah. It, it, it just it helps you. helps well, your mindset. It carries, carries I would, I'm guessing, is too young for this. But when Bridget feels ready to like take the kids to go somewhere and you don't have to go right and you get like two nights to yourself even if you have to still work on those days that's a gift that that moms need to just as much as dads but when the house is empty and it's just you man that's some good stuff oh my goodness that, that that's um it's a breath of a breath of fresh air it's, you're able to to yes. do things uh and um you know, do things around the house it's like it's like when the kids are sleeping and you take two hours to just go and get things done. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take a shower. I'm gonna go clean. Clean yeah. this. Gonna go fix that. And but, then they wake up. But that happens. That's not long enough. You need like a, you need days to to yourself of to course. really reset. Of course. So Schwartz already mentioned this in his last update. Uh, Philip Rivers, who is busy coaching high school football and making babies, as far as we know in Alabama, apparently was, I guess. It would be like plan D for the Niners last year. It didn't start in the postseason. It started before that. But as they lost Trey Lance and then they lost Jimmy Garoppolo and they were down to Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson, at some point along the way, the Niners apparently reached out to Phillip Rivers. And Kyle Shanahan told us yesterday, amongst a lot of things, it was a very productive soundbite-wise effort from Kyle Shanahan yesterday, told a, a different, fun draft story about Max Crosby, who's now a Raider. But he shared yesterday that Phillip Rivers was was going to come in. Had they won the NFC title game, they probably would have brought Rivers in to play quarterback because of Brock Purdy's elbow and Josh Johnson's concussion and Jimmy Garoppolo's foot that Riv- we almost had. If the Niners had found a way to win in Philadelphia, despite losing quarterbacks, a game that has changed the rules this year, don't forget, about how you can build your game day roster to make sure you have three quarterbacks so that you don't have to play a guy who can't throw at the position. Had they somehow survived that day in Philadelphia and won the NFC, we could have, would have, might have had Phillip Rivers coming out of nowhere to start the Super Bowl for the 49ers. Now, my first question was, a, was a, a logistics one. I wouldn't think that you could sign somebody off the street to play in the Super Bowl. Because, like, you know, for, for baseball now, after the trade deadline, I think if 
you know, you can still claim somebody off waivers or whatnot. If he's not on your roster by September 1st, mm-hmm. he can't be on the postseason roster. Right. And they, they had no placeholder on Rivers. So it's just surprising to me that you can sign somebody. But as we're talking about it, now I remember somebody signing an offensive lineman in between the conference championship game because the guy played for like a different team in the postseason than he played for somebody else later on. So I guess the NFL is pretty relaxed in their in their transaction rules. They have a trading deadline, but that doesn't mean you can't pick up somebody later in the season or right. in the playoffs. But you'd think like once the playoffs started that like your pool of players was kind of frozen. Apparently not. And I I think that would have made for a great story. That and would imagine, have been unbelievable. And then imagine he walks in and they beat the Chiefs with Phillip Rivers, <laughs> Rivers. at 40-whatever, having never played in the Super Bowl as a Charger. He gets there because he just got signed by the Niners, who lost two quarterbacks in the NFC title game. The, clo- the, old, the thing that strikes my head, and this is just from a selfish, personal, fanboy s- state of mind, is that to, to think about a similar situation. I remember in 2005, both Chad Pennington and Jay Fiedler both got hurt in the same game for the Jets. Okay. And Vinny Testaverde was home on Long Island watching the game on TV and after the game called Herm Edwards and said, do you need me? <laughs> and the next day he was at the facility, signed, right. and started the following week against the Buccaneers at Giant Stadium. So... But this would have, this would have been just a ridiculous set of circumstances. Yeah, and we were so close. I mean, well, not so close because that game got out of hand. But we were close to having the Niners as NFC champs calling Philip Rivers off the stud farm to come in and play quarterback against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. The other thing I wanted to mention here, and I'm glad that you're here, Schwartz and Bilotti, too, as resident Jet fans. ESPN.com had a quick write-up yesterday of, uh, five preseason trades that should happen. Just suggestions that make sense for team needs, for future plans, for salary cap relief. One of them involved your Jets, and one of them was using some of the cap space that they've gotten from Aaron Rodgers giving back 30-whatever-million dollars and so far not using that on Dalvin Cook, that the Jets should trade for Mike Evans, who the Buck kind of don't need now as they reset and move forward. He's a free agent after this year, so you don't have to worry about paying him next year when the cap takes a different twist. And the point is, as good as Garrett Wilson is, the guys after that, whether Rodgers loves them or not, are not necessarily true number two guys. Now, Alan Lazard, I think, kind of flirts with that. Mm-hmm. I get the Corey Davis hesitation, and Randall Cobb is just there really to hang out with with Rodgers. But I kind of get the idea of throwing Mike. I mean, why not put Mike Evans on this roster and just go for broke? When you first started to give that story and say that there was a trade, I'm thinking there's a, a offensive a lineman, line, yes. an offensive lineman that's out there that the Jets might. Uh-huh. I, I mean, yeah, would it be would it be nice to have him? Yeah, but I think right now, if you're Joe Douglas, the first thing on your mind right now is who's your starting five offensive lineman going to be? And I would think at least one of the starting five is not on the roster right now. Okay, I, I agree with that. I, 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 if you're adding anything to that cap, it's it's the line, or um, Dalvin Cook. I mean, they want, right. obviously they want Dalvin right. Cook, and that that's still a possibility. But if you're talking about trading for a need, I mean, you're trading for an offensive lineman. And and at this point, I I think they should just hold off and start the season, see where they are, and there's a trade deadline. Just wait wait to the deadline. Yeah, and that's actually a thing now. I mean, we're all old enough to remember when all, no all, trades happened. Now now it's a big thing. Yeah. 
Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers mentioned that when he was interviewed after giving back the $35 million. Like, why would you do this? And he goes, well, their trades are more prominent now than they were back in the day. So, right. yeah, listen, I, I think the Jets will find another offensive lineman somewhere in the preseason, maybe from the waiver wire. Maybe they make a minor trade at the end of the training camp. Mm-hmm. But I certainly don't think that that starting five that starts the season is necessarily the starting five that ends the season. Now, you would know this better than me. They changed the cut schedule, right? Now there's just one cut. At the end of the season. Right. At the end of the preseason. It's not from 90 to 80. They usually yeah, they used to, they, they, they staggered. Used to start at like 80, then you went down to like 65. Like Now I think you just... You keep everybody you, until well, the end. There's only three preseason games, so right. that's why. The Hall of Fame game notwithstanding. Now the other trade mentioned in this, again, this, these are all hypothetical suggestions, but this one is the Niners taking a second-round pick and a third-round pick from Tampa Bay again and giving them Trey Lance since... Brock Purdy's the guy there. I mean, they haven't even pretended about competition and whatever. They said from the get-go this offseason, when Brock's healthy, he's our guy. So they seem to be done with Trey Lance. From the Tampa Bay perspective, clearly Baker Mayfield is not going to be the long-term solution there. I don't know that Kyle Trask is either. So I think that they need their future quarterback. He's not on their roster. But it can't be Trey Lance. You can't trade for somebody else's garbage. That they, I mean... Think of all the things the Niners paid to get that pick. Then they used that pick on Trey Lance. And now the guy they took with the last pick in the draft has already supplanted him. And coming off of an el- a major elbow injury, they go, we don't even need to wait. Once he's healthy, he's our starter. Bucks need to hold on to their picks. Bucks have major problems across the board. It's a very, uh, just getting over being a very old team. Yeah. They need to restock the roster and they need all the picks they can. But so, you so, can turn those picks into a quarterback. I just don't think the quarterback is Trey Lance. It's no. not. It's not. It's inevitable that Trey Lance may be available for nothing if it, if it works out that way. So, no, if I was the Buccaneers, I would not give up two premium draft picks for that. And, again, no. you might get to the trade deadline where, like Peter said, he might be worth maybe a fifth-round pick by then, you know, Oof. depending upon how the season is. Yeah. All right, let's get headlines one last time this morning. Here's Peter. All right, Bogues, and we'll begin in Los Angeles. Rockies and Dodgers tied at one in the eighth. Well, the crowd is standing now. Three balls, one strike. Bases loaded, two out. Tied at one. Daniel Bard set and delivers. Muncy takes low and inside ball four. The Dodgers take a two-to-one lead. Muncy walks with the bases loaded. Hayward trots home. That was Charlie Steiner, who once jinxed a jet trip to the Super Bowl on Dodgers radio. The Dodgers beat the Rockies. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't, actually. You don't? No. Charlie Steiner in 1986 was the Jets' radio play-by-play oh, come announcer. On. I was six years old then. Okay, well, I'm just I'm t- to tell you the story because I've I've talked to him about this. He was the Jets' radio announcer, and in the Jets-Browns playoff game, Freeman McNeil scores a touchdown. I think there's like three three and a half minutes to go in the game. The Jets go up by ten. Jets are going to go to Denver for the AFC. So on the radio. Charlie Steiner goes, McNeil around the right side. He's in the end zone for a touchdown, and the Jets are on their way to Denver for the AFC Championship game. Oh, no. Well, yada, yada, yada. Mark Gastineau late hit on Bernie Kosar, double overtime, Mark Mosley field goal, and the Jets aren't going to the AFC Championship game. Fast forward a number of years later, I see Charlie Steiner at a Yankee game, introduce myself to him and said, by the way, thanks for jinxing jinxing the Jets' trip to the Super Bowl, and he starts cracking up (laughs) because I was not the only one that has come up to say that to him. 
So I had I had no idea he did Jets at all. He did well before he did the New Jersey Generals in the original USFL. Okay, and then he got the Jets job for a couple of years. He's actually pretty good calling football. If you can ever yeah. find uh, clips of him, he was the he was their announcer during the the uh, Jets Dolphins uh, the fifty one forty five game when uh, yeah. uh, Marino and O'Brien went at it. Okay, and then the Jets wound up coming back with like five seconds to go. Tying touchdown, they win it in overtime. He was their radio voice at that point. As we go down Jets radio history, did it go from him to Dave Sims to Paul Olden? How did that? What was the the timeline? I don't remember Dave Sims being the Jet radio announcer. Am I making that up? I think you're making that up. So it was Charlie Steiner. So that was then. Then uh, Marty Glickman came back. Okay. So Marty Glickman, uh, early 90s. um, And then he turned it over to. Howard David. Is that so? Yes, sir. Okay. And then Bob Wischusen. Okay. Maybe I'm missing somebody in there. but I but Seems right. Because I keep hearing the clip on local New York radio. They're oh, playing. Paul Olden. I miss Paul. Because Paul, so, Paul so, did this fake Marino Spike game. Right. That's so that why I heard that, his voice. So it went from Marty Glickman to Paul Olden to Howard, to Howard David to Bob Wischusen. Gotcha. How about that? And there that's a lot of New York on a show that's not supposed to talk about New York. <laughs> You're that welcome. Was taboo. <laughs> All because I was just joking about Charlie Steiner. The, the Dodgers. And if I can make it there, I'm going to make it anywhere. It's up to you, New York, New York. <laughs> The Dodgers beat the Rockies 2-1. to one. Clayton Kershaw made his return from the injured list, got a no decision. He allowed a run and three hits over five innings. It was great to be back. You know, I have uh, no fun to sit on the sidelines. Um, so you, you just you want to be out there. You want to be a part of what's going on here. You know, you want to help your team win. Um, so, um, yeah, just it, it was a great feeling. Dodgers have won five in a row. Now to Citizens Bank Park where the Phillies had the long ball working. The pitch. Swung on, hit well, right center, high and deep. And that one is going to go. JT Romuto gets in on it. It's his 14th home run of the season. Over the out-of-town scoreboard, a two-run shot of his own. And the Phillies breaking it open. They lead it 6-1. to one. Scott Fransky, the call on Phillies radio. Trey Turner, Nick Castellanos also with two-run homers. And the Phillies beat the Nationals 6-2. to two. Other baseball news this morning. Jose Bautista will sign a one-day contract, and he'll retire as a Blue Jay. The Blue Jay is also announcing that tomorrow, Bautista will join the team's level of excellence, which is basically like a ring of honor for them. Mm -hmm. Bautista was a Blue Jay from 2008 to 2017. During his career, a six-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger Award winner, and he led the majors in homers twice. If I may add on to that, I would like to declare myself a Blue Jays fan for the rest of this baseball season, so the Mets do not need my support. I am throwing it behind the Blue Jays until this season <laughs> is over. Let's go Toronto. Well, go Jays go, right? Nada NFL preseason and a lesson learned for Texans rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud. Now Stroud hanging in, throws it to the near side, picked up. And on the return for the Pats, sidestepping ahead is Mills. He takes it back across the middle, trying to turn the corner on the far side. It's still on his feet take, until he takes the spill at the 24. That was the call on Patriots TV last night. Texans beat the Pats, though, 20-9. But his first taste of NFL football, rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, 2 of 4, 13 yards, 
and an interception in two series of work. It's about accountability, just being accountable for myself and my mistake and um, learning from that. I mean, that's honestly what been OTAs and camp for me. I mean, I've thrown um, a couple of interceptions and I've thrown a couple of touchdowns, and uh, you don't ever want to hide the, ride the highs or ride the lows. You want to just stay even kill. So um, that's what I plan to do is just learn from everything, learn from the good and the bad. Touchdown passes in the game for Davis Mills and Case Keenum. Meanwhile, in Seattle, Seahawks beat the Vikings 24-3. Seahawks wide receiver Cade Johnson suffered a concussion during the second quarter, taken off the field on a stretcher into the hospital. But after the game, head coach Pete Carroll said initial tests said that it's nothing more than just the concussion, which is good news. College football, four more Iowa State football players, along with three more members of the Iowa football program, have now been charged in the state's investigation into sports gambling and from golf, Jordan Spieth has the lead after one round of the Sade Jude Championship. Schwartzy, thanks so much. When we come back, target demo Friday. And is there an epic fail? Of course there's a fail, right? That's all next. The DA Show, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a Friday fiesta. Here's what our listeners in the Target demo are up to. You guys were great again chiming in on today's Target demo Friday meme, which is Pete as the gambler with a card-eating bear over his shoulder. We asked you how you're listening, where you're listening, and if Pete has a problem. We were referencing gambling problem. If you thought he has a different problem, that's fine, too. Kristen in Buffalo writes in, listening via YouTube in the car on our way to play disc golf, or as Bogus would say, frolf. Petey Pockets is the most notorious gambler in the Northeast. Thanks for the great shows this week. Hashtag Target Demo Friday. I am not a, a compulsive gambler. Maybe you're not, but shame on me for not calling you Petey Pockets more. I, it just... It's perfect. It's just perfect. Days to Burn at Days to Burn 76. Watching on YouTube, enjoying a three-day weekend. Hashtag Days to Burn. I am not a shy guy. Dixieland Dan is listening. Hello, Twitch gang. Got to go home tonight. Get all my stuff ready for a slow pitch tourney tomorrow. 
First pitch, 8 a.m. If we make the championships scheduled to start at 1.30 a.m. on Sunday, someone buy Pete that beard. I need more Amish Pete in my life. Hashtag Pete the Amish Bilotti. I go in a urinal. I go in the stall, wherever. Amish Pete's a good character, too. There's a lot. It's a lot to play. Leave me alone. What's the what's the scene from Kingpin? What's the line? We don't have a cow when he comes back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I milked the cow for you this morning. Yeah, there are no cows. It's a bull. <laughs> the whole house falls down. Moist pork, happy fry, DA, Twitch, blah, 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 Baltimore, blah, blah, blah. At 25 cent bets, nah, Pete doesn't have a problem. I'd love to somehow get my hands on those reports. Interns Brooke and Anna need to turn in from this week. Great job, everyone. Hashtag have fun with your radio show. Hope you don't get eaten by a moose. Are they actually keeping logs of us, the interns? I don't know. Hope not. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Uh, Mariana, Richmond, Virginia, on Twitch. Does Pete have a problem? Hmm, possibly, only because he's prone to bad luck. Love you, though, Pete the Body. Wake up! Ralph J. Limbrick Jr. at One Outlaw Swagger. Morning, guys. Feeling good, doing well. Listening on YouTube while enjoying an early day at work. Pete has problems, but nothing that he can't handle. Forget the bugs. Is that true? Uh, Timbo Slice watching on Twitch, standing up for the DA show with other radios with that other radio station. Move over, Kenny Rogers. There's a new chicken gambler in town. Just remember, Pete the Body, don't count your money when you're sitting at the table. See that one? I would have gotten the music game earlier. Yeah, I, I mean, considering the fact that we've done the whole thing for the last four hours. Kevin Tim <laughs> Gidry's watching on Twitch from beautiful Ponchatoula, Louisiana. Digging the sight gags. Have really enjoyed the DA-less gang holding it down this week. Keep up the great work. Hashtag Twitch mob. Hashtag zap zap. <clears throat> Whatever became of little Smedley Hoover? Welcome to the mothership. At Philly, Ohio. Listening in Hubbard, Ohio. My father, who we all lovingly nicknamed Wild Bill, was walking around with a nail in his foot Sunday through Wednesday. Wild Bill is on all the antibiotics and luckily keeping his foot. Older generations are built different. Happy Friday, all. Check your feet. I think you're an idiot. What is he? Does he know Happy Gilmore, too? <laughs> That's a hashtag that needs to get some steam. Check your feet. <laughs> Check yourself before you nail nail yourself. <laughs> there, there it is. If I can say it. Um, epic fail time. Oh my goodness. Oh. Ow. <laughs> Bull dookie. And then I'll make it. Blah 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 blah. Your epic fail today is our conversation. I don't remember how it began, but it ended with us walking through some bad TV. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. Do you think that we need a network-wide moratorium on eating bits? It feels like they're coming fast and furious recently. I feel like there's a lot. 
It's a lot, right? There's a lot of them. <laughs> We're going to let it breathe. Let it breathe. It's like cop shows. But cop shows make millions of dollars. <laughs> and I also... Very different. <laughs> I'd rather watch 18 cop shows than 18 food bits on a radio show. Potato, potato. Same thing. Yeah, you give me the first 48 marathon, I'm in. But I don't need to watch another person eat hot wings or a full jar of this or whatever. Crunching and munching. And judge shows, too. Never, never, never could get behind a judge show. I could. They're too, stu- they're too stupid. I never understood, like, do they, does this really count? Do I really owe you $5,000 as we leave here? They were too fake for me. A small claims court. Yeah, I just, no thanks. You're an idiot! What about uh, family disputes? No, because even that at some point, like, there was, I saw one where, like, it was, like, phobias. Oh, and yes. he just kept bringing out yes. what people were afraid of. <laughs> And some of them were odd, and you're like, why? Green you... olives was right. one of them. Right, <laughs> and that lady almost died. Bring out the olives. No! 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 <laughs> and that was funny for a little bit, but then I'm like, she's going to die over green olives. It's funny. It's not. She can't how die. Mu- how much of that was staged, though? It's I so would hope ridiculous. all of it. But again, give me a below deck. Any any version, sailing yacht, down under, straight below deck, and I'm there. Oh, but sailing I, yacht stinks. Sorry. I don't need Judge Judge Whopper. Whopner. <laughs> I got the end in there. Whopner. I got there. He's in the the Judge uh, Show Hall of Fame. It should be him alone. Judge Judy and Doug Llewellyn. <laughs> Doug Llewellyn, him, Harvey Levin, and uh, Judge Judy. Do we need to retire, by the way, Detective Milkshake? And if we do, do we <laughs> introduce Judge Whopper into the mix? Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. Judge Whopper. We've got that. We've got Amish Pete. And hashtag check your feet. It's been a productive four <laughs> hours this morning here on the DA Show. And it's just about over. Thanks again to Pete, to Cap to Botcher, to Schwartz, to maybe Emmanuel, definitely Boyle uh, for hanging out this week, getting me through these five shows. DA triumphantly returns on Monday. I'm headed for vacation. I'll miss you guys. Have a great week. See you on Monday the 21st. Uh, Thanks to our guest this morning, Destin Adams, and to Mark Daniels, the voice of UCF football. Uh, It has been a pleasure hanging out with these for these five days. Enjoy the boss when he comes back on Monday. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. Everybody be safe. Have even more fun than Pete's having right now. Playing catch with his mini beach balls with Ryan. That is how the mothership disconnects. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 